In 2019, I uncovered a little blue suitcase in my grandparents' basement in their Toronto home. Inside was an unexpected treasure, Bill and Doreen's love letters from the Second World War. And now, I am sharing that story with all of you. You're listening to the Little Blue Suitcase Podcast, hosted by me, Jason McDowell. November 3rd, 1941. Dearest Doreen, I received your swell letter, but I'm so sorry to hear that your mother's pretty sick. I really hope it isn't as serious as you implied, dear. Well, things, as usual, have been pretty quiet up here. I was going to leave for Toronto when it really started to rain, so I decided that maybe I wouldn't go. The boys asked me if I would like to take a trip to Montreal with them, so I decided to join. We got here at about 6 and looked until 6.30 for a room. Then we had supper. I went to a show, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then I went for a little walk. It seems, however, I missed all the fuss. The rest of the boys certainly had quite a wild time, I learned. But I'll have to tell you all about it when I see you next. On Sunday, we went to the Wax Museum, then up to a ski lodge on Montreal, and then to some cathedral, which took up most of the afternoon. Bill enjoyed going on his 48-hour leave when he couldn't get back home to Toronto to Doreen. In this case, he enjoyed going to Montreal and doing some sightseeing. He went to the ski lodge at Mount Royal and went to some cathedral. Well, for those of us who are in the know, that cathedral is Notre Dame. We spent the rest of the time at the Y having supper, and we left there at around 7 and got back home at 11. All in all, it wasn't a bad weekend, dear, but... I sure would have rather come down to Toronto, and I'm sure you know why. Well, darling, I certainly hope you're giving that question lots and lots of thought. And save your pennies and those quarters, too. You certainly know how I feel about having money before the possibility of a marriage. Well, I'm going to try my dearest to get down this weekend. I just hope that Alex doesn't come up on Saturday, as I'd like to have a little bit of alone time with you. But... Before you know it, it'll be snowing, and then it'll be Christmas, and then... Oh boy. Won't you give me a hint about your dress, dear, because I'm really anxious to know what you expect. After all, not seeing you for two weeks, I'm likely to do just about anything. Well, I'm going to write my mother now, so I'll have to close this letter pretty soon. I was wondering how Hazel's sister is making out, and how your mother is, and how you all are. I saw Gord Bates and his wife right after their honeymoon, and boy, did they look peachy, Doreen. I really hope that you want to do that with me someday. Hopefully sometime soon. Well, dear, I'm hoping to hear from you soon. I remain yours faithfully. Bill, lots of love and love. P.S. I really missed you on the weekend, but here's hoping I see you soon. P.P.S. In fact, I miss you all the time. And I really mean that. November 19th, 1941. Doreen, dear. This is the letter that I promised you, but I'm afraid it won't be very newsy. (laughs) Well, I got in at 6 on Monday morning, and I had about two hours of sleep. So that wasn't too bad. (laughs) I bowled on Monday night, but I just kept my average. 181. Last night we all had to work overtime till around 10 o'clock, so 
I had myself a piece of pie and a glass of milk and went straight to bed after that. Tonight's Y night, so I think I'll go to the library till it's time to head out to the Y, which is about a quarter after eight. I'm gonna give Mrs. McCormick a ring tonight or tomorrow night, just to see how things are. Who is Mrs. McCormick? Well, Mrs. McCormick was the landlady who owned the house which Bill was boarding while he was stationed in Ottawa. Well, I just got some news that I just remembered. I did a coin toss up to see who'd get Christmas and New Year's Eve off. We get five days from Tuesday night till Monday morning, which isn't too bad. But it's not too bad that I didn't get Christmas off, I suppose. Well, Doreen, it's a really swell day here today. The sun is shining real bright and it's very, very warm. I may take another crack at getting to Toronto again this weekend, but I'm not positive just yet. Well, I guess Stan is getting all ready to leave and ship off now. I'd not be surprised if some of them got shipped off to Hong Kong or Singapore with the way the Japanese squadron's shaping up. A number of Canadian Air Force and Army men were being shipped off to Hong Kong and Singapore, which was completely news to me as I was under the impression that the majority of the servicemen in Canada were shipped to the European front. History has now shown that in the Battle of Hong Kong, over 780 plus servicemen from Canada were casualties. Mark Kenny's coming down tonight, but I think I might as well just save my money and buy a farm or a house or something. <laughs> as I say in all my letters to you, I certainly do miss you. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing you on New Year's Eve, as I'll be down for more than just a day or two. Well, Doreen, dear, that is just about all I can think of for the present. But I could tell you a bit more when we're alone. So here's hoping I hear from you soon. Bill's job was the administrator who was responsible for ensuring all of the paperwork was in order before any serviceman was shipped overseas. That meant making sure that all inoculation records were in check, making sure negative kin documentation was in order. I can only imagine what that would look like. You are one of the people in charge of making sure the paperwork is in order in the event that somebody didn't come home. It may only be a piece of paper, but I'm sure it must have weighed heavy on Bill, thinking that he was holding in his hands possibly the last communication that this individual would have with their family. I remain loyal to you with lots and lots of love. Bill. P.S. Don't you know any cute little jokes you can tell me? P.P.S. That sweater certainly is a honey. It shows two good reasons a girl wears one, and I love every one of them, and especially you. P.P.S.S. Sorry, I should have asked about how your mother's feeling. I hope it's better by now. November 30th, 1941. My dearest Willie, I am glad that I have been receiving your letters. They truly do make the time go by quicker when I get them in the mail. I've been trying to get some new gossip for you, but there seems to be very little that I can gather. I met up with Mark the other day and she was telling me about Ted. Marg was the first cousin of Doreen and really truly her true confidant and really best friend. 
Marg's father passed away when she was 16. Marg's mother, who was a live-in maid for one of the predominant families in Toronto, decided then that she would stay and live with that family. So Marg at 16 moved in with Doreen and her parents and really became like a sister to Doreen as she was an only child. Marg was always there for Doreen and Doreen was always there for Marg. I am still wondering where Ted will end up, but I'm sure he will not be happy about it. I've been able to save up some money and I am putting it away for a rainy day. I hope that the rainy day I am thinking of is the same one you keep talking about. The weather here has not been so nice lately. It has been raining and snowing. Can you believe it? Before you know it, it'll be Christmas. Oh, how I love the holidays. It is too bad that you won't be able to take time off at Christmas, but I'm sure we will be able to make the best of our time you have off at New Year's. It will be so much fun. You know how I love to dance, so I am expecting you take me somewhere and not just your mother's house again. Doreen loved to dance. It was that simple. As an adult, I can remember her dancing to music on the radio or on the TV, doing what she would call the bump and grind as a senior. But when I look back and, and I get to meet Doreen as a young woman, she really loved to dance. Whether that's dancing cheek to cheek, whether it's listening to records doing the jitterbug, Doreen just loved to dance. My mother still is not feeling up to snuff. She is tired all the time and she seems to sleep more than usual. I have tried to get her to go to the doctor, but you know how she can be. Maybe I'm just overreacting and thinking bad thoughts for no reason. I've been trying to go to bed early and get some rest as work will be very busy this month. Is there anything special that you would like for Christmas? And you can't say me because you already have that. The holidays for Bill and Doreen were always a big time for the family. And when I say big time, what I'm really talking about is that it was always extremely important that the family was together. And in 1941, most of that immediate family lived within an eight block radius of one another. And so Christmas and New Year's was a time of drop-ins, was a time of meeting up, of dinners, of eggnog, of turkey, of presents, all the things you think of when you see in your mind's eye Norman Rockwell's Christmas really existed for Bill and Doreen. And how lucky have I been to be a part of that? And it continued to play out when I was a young child and even into a man in his 40s. That still existed. I am getting tired, my love, so I think I will have to sign off now. I will try to get more news for you to keep you up to date with what is happening here in good old Toronto, as I know you miss the city. With love and kisses, Doreen. XXXXXX. P.S. See how I gave you kisses differently. Thanks for listening to the Little Blue Suitcase podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you get notified when the next episode is out. For more information, check us out at littlebluesuitcase.ca. I'm Jason McDowell, and it's been swell having you listen.
Podstarter.